Hi, I'm Dr. Brad Kopsar, and this is the Wellness Method Podcast. Hi, everybody. Welcome back. We are continuing our discussion today on DNA. I am going to take a slight detour today away from talking about the brain, and we'll pick that up again next week. But there's something I want to talk to you guys about because I've been getting a lot of questions about this, and that is when I talk about how you can switch your genes on and switch your genes off with the choices you make. So there's a little bit of confusion around that. So I just want to really talk about that subject today. And that subject is called epigenetics. Some of you may be familiar with this term. It has come into, you know, pretty common use in the last five years. Uh, It's something, it's been around for closer to 20, 25 years when it first started in the the scientific literature. Uh, And epigenetics basically means that your ability to control and determine your health is not just based on your genes. And really they found that your genes are only about between 10 and 20%. So there's some genetic diseases that you can't change. Okay, there's some, and they're, they're like those very rare ones that you we see like muscular dystrophy and, you know, there's certain, certain things that you have no control over. But those are actually less than 5%. Those are really rare genetic diseases. The rest of the, the biggest, you know, the biggest health conditions that we have today are they're the chronic diseases. And those are all, those are all based on our choices we make with how we live our life. So that's what I want to talk about is epigenetics today and, and talk about how that is all applies to you. Because, you know, I've seen some amazing things when it comes to the human body. The human body, in my opinion, is the greatest miracle on earth. And you may ask, why do I say that? Well, let me give you a couple of reasons. First of all, let me just give you a couple of facts here. I'm going to talk to you about DNA for a second and our cells. We all, we all know about the size of our, our cell, right? We know how small it is. It's something that you can really, you can't, you can't see with the naked eye. You got to see it under a microscope. It's that small. And inside the cell, in every cell, every one of our 70 trillion cells that we're made up of is a nucleus. Some of you guys might remember this from, from junior high um, biology class, right? Remember the nucleus of the cell. And inside that nucleus is where our DNA is located. And our DNA is all folded up, these long strands that get all folded up on each other. And scientists have found that when you, if you take out the DNA inside of each cell nucleus and stretch it out, it measures two meters in length. So this is going to be, I'm going to about to blow your mind here. So pay attention. <laughs> okay, so if it's two meters in length, and if you could string all the DNA in all your 70 trillion cells together, it would wrap around the earth two million times. Two million. Pretty hard to fathom, right? You are the most complex of all God's creation. And only your subconscious mind is actually able to fathom the vast intelligence of your body and all the millions of interlaced functions that are happening at every millisecond right now. Okay, even when you're sleeping, these are constantly going on. Thousands of dynamically variable systems in every cell 
are constantly working and they shift the fields of energy in your, your body, your mind, and your spirit with stunning precision and perfection. So the, the, the body is, is something that we, we can't even really be able to understand. We can't even understand all the goings on in a cell, let alone your whole body. Only 1% of DNA goes toward coding your genes. The other 99% scientists have not figured out. 99% of your genes, we don't know what they do or what they're doing. We figured out 1%. For every one gene, and we have 20,000 of them, you can, you, you can make over 200 different proteins. When you extrapolate that out, you can make 400 million versions of yourself from those 20,000 genes. 400 million different versions of you. So this is just, I, I tell you these facts because I, I just want you to understand how complex you are. And we're all unique. And, and that is why the, the decisions that you make with your health are so important. And that, now that brings me back to the epigenetics, okay, which is how we decide to live. I've had people come into my clinic and sit across from me in a chair and they're in some pretty volatile, their, their health is in a very vulnerable place. And I've looked across at people, I didn't know if I was going to see them in two months. I, and, and when their labs came in, it only confirmed it. And I've seen people turn all of that around, whether it's liver disease or heart disease or cancer or HIV or AIDS, I've seen people turn their health around completely 180 degrees to where they couldn't, they couldn't walk up the stairs to come into my, my clinic. I've had people on walkers. I've had people pulling oxygen tanks behind them. I've, had, I've, I've seen a lot, a lot. I've been doing this 25 years. I worked in the county hospital for five of those years. And a lot of these, these people, are, their health is in very compromised places. And it blew my mind to see that when you just give the body a chance, just remove some of the things that you're doing and then give it the nutrients that it needs once everything's cleaned up so your body's actually absorbing those nutrients again and not so inflamed that they're all just passing through. The body can endure so much abuse. Not that we want to abuse our body, okay? Because there's only so much it can endure. But as I've talked about before, your cells are constantly turning over, okay? So in five days, you're going to have a new stomach lining. In three months, you're going to have a new skeleton. In six months, a new liver. Every day in your body, over a billion cells die. Every day in your body, over a billion new cells come in to replace them. So the choices you make with how you live are going to determine how healthy that next generation of cells are going to be. Okay, it's going to be just what, what did you do today? So if you could perceive all the exquisite miracles that are, you are interwoven with, you would never let anyone ever plant any seeds of doubt about how powerful you are in your mind. You would never believe the toxic lies that people around you tell you that diminish you, your dreams, your vision for your life. You would never, ever let any family 
member or a friend. Deny the miracle you are with words like, it's too hard, why even try? You can't do that. You've failed before. Why do you even bother? You're not smart enough. You're not young enough. You're not old enough, rich enough. You're not tall enough. You're not worthy enough. You just, you would look and, and if you could comprehend how, how powerful your body is and all the miracles that are going on every instant, you would laugh and because you'd know what you're made of and who you are and the limit these things that you're being told would just have no effect. So I want to talk a little bit about how genes express. In health and in life, you, your DNA is only a, a blueprint. Okay, we get our, our genetic blueprint, but you are the architect. Okay, so an architect, when he gets blueprints or she gets blueprints to build a house or a building, those blueprints change all the time. They, they, they haven't, they're done in pencil for a reason, right? Because they may decide that they need to add something over here or take something over there. And that's what you can do with your genetics, okay? You get to build the house the way you want to based on the choices you make with how you live your life. That's going to decide what kind of house you are, are building for your body. And something uh, I heard one time, a, 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 a phrase or a quote, if you don't take care of your body, where you live, right? Because we only got one. So how you take care of it is going to determine how you live out your life. Genetic expression is when those genes, your genes and your DNA, build proteins in the nucleus, like I was talking, I, I talked about earlier. So that's what the job of the DNA is. While most of us are taught that genes are fixed and set in place, we know now that is not the case. Genes are dynamic, and that's epigenetics. Genes build the proteins that may or not they, but they may not be, certain genes may be expressed and certain genes may not be expressed based on how you live, based on your diet, your beliefs, your lifestyle, your environmental exposures, your stress, what kind of inflammatory toxins are you exposing your body to. All of this is going to come into how your genes express. And Russell Jaff, who's an MD and a PhD, is quoted as saying 92% of gene expression and health is determined by how you live. I want to talk about a Princeton University study. Um, this is a very cool study that um, they did. And they found that the, the researchers at Princeton captured how epigenetics happens in living cells. They used a video to see what's called an enhancer gene. An enhancer gene is something that connects to your other genes to kickstart an activity. So they took a, a, a series, a time-based a time series of images to reveal how a DNA segment known as that enhancer can turn on its target gene. They actually saw with video, they saw two cells that w the, the enhancer gene was blue and it came to close proximity with the... Um, the target gene, which at the time was green. And when the enhancer gene came into contact with the target gene, it turned it from green to pink. And so what the images allowed researchers to do was observe that the enhancer gene can find and connect to a gene to really turn it on or switch it off. That's, it was actually published in the journal Nature Genetics 
And um, it was, it was, this was done in 45 seconds. That's how long it took for this to happen. So very cool, very cool study that they could actually see how your choices are going to affect your genes and then their expression. Epigenetics explains scientific mysteries that traditional genetics just never could. There was always something missing. It, it explained things like why one member of a pair of identical twins develops cancer, but the other does not. They have the same genes, the same genome, but their, uh, maybe their, their perception of the world, their, their, their choices with how they moved in their world determine their ability and their genetic expression. Studies on epigenetics show us that the good, the bad, and, and yes, even the ugly pass through our generations. But uh, your lifestyle is your epigenetic factor. And it's not just your lifestyle. It's also your mind and your thoughts. They can actually turn on genes as well they, or switch them off. So if you uh, choose a signal that says, my mother had depression, I have depression, or my mother had diabetes, I have diabetes, so now um, my, my son or my daughter is going to have diabetes. And when you think these things, you actually help activate these epigenetic markers. So, you know, I, you, I've, I've mentioned the DNA testing that I do in my clinic. And there's a, reason, there's a reason I did not do genetic testing for a long time. It's been around quite a while. And I got approached by a lot of different companies with a lot of different DNA tests. Everybody's got a DNA test, right? Now you can even get it at Target. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to trust my DNA to Target. Uh, Sorry, <laughs> I, I want, I'm a little more concerned about my, the privacy of my health, but that's, uh, I'm digressing. So let's come back. So the, the reason I, I didn't do DNA testing for a long time was for some, because of something called the nocebo effect. So what's the nocebo effect? Well, most of us are familiar with the term the placebo, right? So the placebo effect is something that they, they, it became, you know, it's something they talk about a lot in scientific studies and research. And in order for a research to have a research study, in order for the results to have really anything of significance, they have to have a statistically significant change. So a certain amount of people, if I give you a pill and tell you that it's going to cure your headaches or your heart disease or your uh, joint pain or whatever the case. 33% of people will be cured even though that pill is it's a dummy pill. It's a mock pill. It doesn't have any real effect. All the effect is, is the person was given the pill and in their mind, through the power of their thinking, and being convinced that this was going to work, they got better. Their problem went away, whatever it was. So that's the power of the placebo. So for, in scientific studies, for you to have a treatment or some kind of intervention that is really um, given any um, credibility... In the scientific world, you have to beat the placebo effect. So you have to be 
uh, whatever your treatment is has to go beyond that 33%. So 50, 60, 70% of people have to get better. If only 33% of people get better from your treatment, then that's just written, written off as a placebo. It doesn't count. Okay, so that's the placebo. Coming back to the nocebo, which I was mentioning earlier, is the effect that people can have when they hear something on the opposite. So instead of a positive outcome, it's a negative outcome. So I didn't do DNA testing because I didn't want to have people come into my, my office. Okay, sit down. Here, we did this DNA test and we found out you're highly susceptible. You have a high risk for diabetes, a high risk for heart disease, and there's a good chance you're going to end up with Alzheimer's. All right, thanks. Have a good day. See ya. <laughs> All right, so what I've just done there is plant a whole bunch of negative garbage into their mind and 33% of those people can bring that to fruition just through hearing it. Okay, that's the nocebo. That's the placebo in reverse. So that is why I, I really avoided um, DNA testing for a long time. The other reason is for HIPAA compliance. I wanted to make sure if I'm going to do DNA tests on people, I've heard too many stories of companies selling and harvesting the data of people who give their um, do their DNA tests and then it's sold or harvested to, you know, whatever big business corporation wants to have that for their purposes. One of the reasons a lot of people are concerned about is insurance companies, health insurance companies, saying so at somewhere down the road. Oh, well, you ha you're predisposed for diabetes, so we're not going to cover any treatment for you because that was part of your genes. So that's those are the things that you should be concerned about. But again, I'm digressing. So coming back again to the nocebo. So I didn't want to do that. I just, I, when this DNA test came along, it was looking at what specifically you, what, it, what, specific, what specific things about the way your body functions that can have, um, that can give, empower you to make different choices to move your health in a good direction versus in a bad direction and things that you need to avoid. So that's, that's the nocebo and that's, that's the importance of, you know, if you're going to get a DNA test done, make sure that it's something that actually has solutions for you that you can act and move forward, tools that you can use to uh, really empower you rather than just, yeah, I got a bunch of DNA tests that, that sound that these are all the things I need to worry about, <laughs> right? We got enough to worry about already. So that's what, um, that's what, uh, epigenetics is. And, and just uh, talking uh, also something about is precision medicine too much in our healthcare system is generic. You know, our, our, our healthcare system does not take much into accountability about the individual person. Diseases are um, are just the treatment protocols for diseases are all the same um, for for most people. There's like two or three medications for this one, that one, this one, and the other one. And basically, you come in, get a lab test done if you're if you're sick, and if something comes back that you know, your cholesterol's high, your blood pressure, your, your blood sugar's off, or your liver's inflamed, or whatever the thing is, there's a medication for that. And the doctors don't even have a choice. 
So it's called the standard of care and doctors must follow the standard of care. If they don't, they get in trouble. Whether they agree with it or not, they're handcuffed. So, you know, I have a lot of people that come in and say, my doctor just wants to throw medication at me for everything little thing that I have. And I tell them it's, that's, they have to do that. They don't have a choice because they can lose their license. They can be called negligent um, if they don't follow those procedures. So they don't, they've really, the decisions that are made in your treatment plan are kind of taken out of their hands. So precision medicine is where people are able, doctors are able to look at you as an individual and, and do some tests to find out what makes you unique and then use that in combination with a lab test to treat you, okay? So some epigenetic insults, some of these diseases we're talking about, um, they can be physical issues, but they can also be mental health disorders as well. Depression, anxiety, mild cognitive impairment, uh, dementia, Alzheimer's. So these are, are things we talked about last week. So any of these all have uh, unique characteristics for each, each person. So a lot of doctors are now looking at epigenetics and using epigenetics to treat you. And really that it's the future of medicine. It's the master key to re rewriting the rules of disease. So just remember who you are, okay? Uh, Dr. Deepak Chopra, a lot of people are familiar with. Is, has a quote that says, we are spiritual beings having a physical experience and we forget how powerful we are, okay? That we forget that we have one gene that can make over 200 different proteins and that we can make over 400 million versions of ourselves from our 20,000 genes. We can't comprehend a millifraction of all the ramifications on your body in the unhealthy lifestyle choices you make. It's careless and it really is disrespectful to your own body. Okay, so I have some people come in to our clinic and I can't help them because they don't value their health enough. So I have, and I ask everybody, I, I, every person who um, goes through our program here at the Wellness Method has to be qualified, okay? Because I've been doing this 25 years and for, I know that for some people, they're just gonna fail. Okay, they're, they're, and the reason they're going to fail is because they don't value their health enough. So I won't even accept them into our program. Okay, you need to value your health at least as much as we do. You know, I'll ask them, I'll, I'll look at, you know, we'll go through their consultation and, and some people are taking two or three or four medications and they're fine doing that for the rest of their life. They don't see a problem with it. When I ask them where they see their health in the next few years, some of them act like they don't, they don't care if they're going to be here. Sadly, there are people walking around like that. Or if they do care, they don't care how they're going to be here. So whether they're active and participating in life, or if they're stuck in bed because they're in so much pain, they're depressed, or they have no energy. Or the worst case scenario is somebody's taking care of them. If people don't care about those things, I always tell them, I could have the best program on the planet. And it wouldn't matter. You need to value your health at least as much as we do. And like I said, you should value yourself more. So those are all important parts to, to respecting yourself and valuing yourself 
And, and to think we even have a minute understanding of all the things that are going on in our body and, and how invasive medical interventions, um, when we only understand 1% of what th the DNA does, to me is scientific arrogance. To think that we can just intervene and not understand all the effects that we, we're going to have because your, your body is so much more powerful than we imagine. And the best we can do is just remove all the interference, okay, of your body functions. Just get it out of the way so that your body can heal and provide healthy, non-invasive support for your genetics so you can respond to the environment around you. And if, we, if you could see all, and this is one of my favorite quotes. Uh, this is from Zach Bush, MD, oncologist, triple board certified. This is, this is the quote that he has that uh, I really love. It says, if we could see all the functions going on at every second in, in your body, the incomprehensible, mind-blowing scale of life you are knit together with, you would be rendered useless because you would collapse and worship the astronomical beauty and complexity of the fabric of your being. Don't let a doctor in a tiny room, tiny poorly lit room, dumb down your complexity to fit you in a box. Don't let a doctor terrify you with labels like heart disease, diabetes, cancer, autoimmune disease, okay? I'm not saying don't work with your doctor here. I want to be clear on that. We want to work with our doctors, but we also want to work with our bodies. We can't just ignore how powerful and all of the, all of what's going on at every millisecond in your body right now, just as you're listening to this. All right, so I said this we would keep this one short this week. Um, I think I did pretty good. So I uh, hope you guys found some value in this, and I look forward to talking to you next time. <laughs>